shall we begin so we don't have to talk about God's Not Dead ever again? Yes, let's. All right. All right. Hello and welcome to Checking the Gate, a film and religion podcast. I am Michael Ampatty. And I am Robert Wright Stasco. And in today's episode, I don't didn't look up the number, sorry. <laughs> well, it's not cha- important. Yes, well, because actually this is going to be our last audio episode. Hope, ah. Hopefully. Yes. We'll be making a leap. We'll talk about more of that yeah. later. But but welcome to the episode where we'll yeah. be talking about Godzilla 3, <laughs> the world eater, <laughs> where Godzilla is uh, fighting the Ghidra monster from another dimension. Oh, crap. Who is watched, worshipped by I watched the, the wrong. I watched the wrong movie. I watched God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. Oh, actually, I think that was the movie I was supposed to watch. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're both on Netflix. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And, and, you know, there is a large religious uh, component in Godzilla 3. Is there? Yeah. Is that the one we talked about earlier and you had to explain what tenuous religious narrative there was because I didn't understand it? Yeah. Okay. Skip that one and go on to God's Not Dead 3. Okay. A light in the darkness. Yeah. A light in darkness. Okay. Uh, despite uh, being on record as saying after we did God's Not Dead 2... Uh, that we sure as hell, I believe were my exact words, <laughs> never going to talk about it. Here we are. Uh, it just sort of, I felt like we needed to because it was there. We needed to bring closure. Yeah. Uh, they were, I, I assume they're not going to make any more. Like they, trilogies are a big thing now. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know for sure if they're not going to make any more, but. I kind of got the impression that three was enough for them and us. Yeah, and I, I and they got I have something to say about that. And later. They, they they got Ted McGinley, so I'm assuming that that the series is canceled now. <laughs> He's on a lot of final seasons, is what I'm saying. Yeah, the guy who played the president there, he is also on the show that my wife used to watch called Where the Heart Is. I've heard of that. Yes. He was on Sports Night. He was uh, he was Dana's boyfriend on yeah, Sports Night. Right. Gordon. He was Gordon on Sports Night. Yes. Which was somehow 20 years ago. No, man. Where does the Sorkin go? Uh, I have <laughs> I have no response to that. Where does the Sorkin go when it's not around here? Anyways, yes, who else is in this movie? Uh, Tatum O'Neill was the the lady who was, I don't know what her position was. She was like, uh, Ted McGinley was the president. Then the Tatum O'Neill was another, she was like over him, but he was the president. I don't know. I didn't understand that. Like the school board or something. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. The, the structure of the school's administration was, uh, not very well defined. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I feel like they, that they was were, not that they, was not a priority. There were for this parts movie. of physical reality that weren't well defined. And oh yeah, oh yeah. So um, yeah. We also had the we had we the had, star of the first. Yeah, he was back. Uh, I don't remember his Shane. I think is his real name. Yeah, he he um, played the, the but the, the kid, youth pastor kind yeah, of the, yeah the the kid from the first movie who. Uh, uh, got up in Kevin Sorbo's face, uh, was back in this one. And then they brought back the texting and the tweeting. 
that was a, a callback from the first yeah, movie yeah. too. I don't think they did that in the second. So there was there was all that. Um yeah. uh you had John Corbett from Northern Exposure uh doing his best Jeff Bridges impression. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I think it's really cool that you're uh, fighting for your church. That uh that rug in there really tied the altar together, man. <laughs> oh uh, man. I mean, he might as well have said that. Yeah. It, it, I think it that's was, all yeah, of the, it was a, it was yeah. a little channel level Jeff Bridges. I, I agree. And uh and you had the returning from the previous two movies were uh, the guy who played Pastor Dave and the guy who played Jude. Yeah. Um and then they killed off my favorite character, Jude. Unceremoniously, he he had to right. go. Right. Because the producers of God's Not Dead hate foreigners. <sighs> no. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> of all the offensive things in this movie, that's not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the blatant disregard for the way, you know, physics work. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know. Oh, and let's not forget the complete ignorance of the legal system. At yes, the, at that the end. too. Yeah. And at the and at the beginning where he gets released on bail but then is at a press conference and says that the charges were dropped or something, which is not what happened. Right. Cuz remember at the end of God's Not Dead 2, yeah, he gets he arrested. gets arrested for breaking uh for violating a court order. Yeah, he was so, supposed to turn yeah. over his sermons. Yeah. Which is ridiculous one because I think that did happen in real life, and the pastors who did were like, "Sure, please read my sermons, read all of everything I have to say yeah. about Jesus Christ and finding love and faith in Him. I want you to do this." Yeah, <laughs> and then even if, even if that was something that they would take you to jail for, he wouldn't be processed and put in. Right, he'd probably be in like one of those interrogation rooms until he got bailed right. out. Right. And then, he would not be processed. He would not have been put in prison unis. Yeah, and then, <sighs> and and then it's like swept under the rug and never talked to about yeah, again. Yeah, that's not even. Yeah, he's just he's controversial after that. And then five minutes later, his church blew up and his yeah. friend is dead. What happens is a brick gets thrown through the window yeah. of the church and the and it lands in the basement, and uh, Jude goes in to uh, turn off the alarm. And while he's down in the Why basement, why is the alarm in the basement? Well, he he goes down to the basement to, to see where the brick. Okay, landed. all right. But it, apparently, he has no sense of smell because, yeah. And this isn't a, apparent until the flashback that the the brick hit a, a pipeline. No, line. they they showed it twice. They showed. Oh, it they both did times, show it twice. Yeah. Okay, I must have missed it because I was like, well, why is the gas line leaking? Well, it is, and so he doesn't smell the gas. Yeah. A and person somehow, with common sense would not turn on a light in a room that's full of gas. Yeah. And then... Just like everything... And then he turns on the light, which must have been built yeah. by Thomas Edison himself, because <laughs> it explodes for no apparent reason, setting off yeah. There's, uh, an explosion like, in the literally, church. Literally none of that would have happened. Right. <laughs> and so Pastor Dave runs in, drags his friend Jude out, and then he yeah. dies. And he says something to him in Swahili. Swahili. It was Swahili. He oh, says he's... Swahili. Okay, he was from Swahili. So... When he's doing the crossword puzzles, he oh. says the crossword puzzles are easier in Swahili. Oh, okay, that's right. And they hammer this home in the in the movie so much. This uh, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. And people have been saying that in churches. I mean, it was really big like twenty years ago. And 
Oh my! I die a little inside every time someone says that nowadays. I had never heard of it, it outside of this movie. It it's no, it's a thing that evangelicals do. Ah, and there's a lot of stuff in this movie that evangelicals do. It, this movie is not a defense of Christianity against atheism. It's evangelical Christianity against its critics, and yeah. I think that's what all the God's Not Dead movies are. It's yeah, it's. A defense I, of evangelical Christianity, I, I, which is become a different thing now, but we'll we'll talk about that more later. I but. I want to say I found this. This might be, and imagine I'm making air quotes, the best of the God's Not Dead movies, and I I say that uh, with uh, faint praise because it's it was the least personally offensive to me. Yeah, it was still terrible. Uh, but it wasn't saying I'm a bad person uh, because I'm not an evangelical Christian. You know, there there, there was the one uh, student who was kind of critical of Pastor Dave and was saying that they should get off the church. And I'm, I'm going to throw something out here. Was yeah. he supposed to represent Black Lives Matter to you? No. Okay. No, he wasn't. All right. It was supposed to be like liberal college student. Okay. Because they and had that whole conversation about the Mandela effect. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I wondered what that was in there for. And I even wrote in my notes that this movie is very anti-education. Yeah. You know, how dare colleges teach kids things because then they won't believe in evangelical Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Stay in school, kids. Stay in school. But we both went to BW. Yes, well, some of us more than others. Yeah, well, you actually graduated there. I dro- I, I'm a dropout after what, like a quarter? No, I went a whole. I went a whole year. Okay, I went a whole year. For some reason, I thought it was less than that. No, I went a whole year. All right, and then, but I, not at the same time as me. Oddly enough, yeah, yeah. Then I, I changed my major, but that was a. It was. It wasn't a state college. It was a private college. Yeah, and it was kind of affiliated yes. with the church at the time. It was affiliated with the Methodist Church. However, I don't know if you know this. Uh-huh. They recently separated. Okay. I was I was going to bring this up later. Okay. I was I was holding on to this. Uh they recently separated because they felt that the college's mission no longer aligned with that. I guess there's some stuff going on with the Methodist Church. I'm not completely up to speed on on that, but I guess that uh the the BW uh, board or whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not really up on the college administration thing. Sorry, guys. They decided, and the student body agreed, I guess, that to to separate that tie. And unlike in this movie, there I don't seem there doesn't seem to be any hard feelings about it. I'm sorry. The church that was on campus was non-denominational, even when I was there 20 years ago. Yeah, which yeah. somehow that was 20 years ago too. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so that's going to stay the same. And I guess they're still going to have the Campus for Christ ministry. But I guess the only thing that's changing is like some paperwork. I, d- I don't know. Yeah. There was I, there was a Methodist church on campus. I don't think anyone's throwing bricks through those windows no. or anything. No. The whole... I don't think that's, people care. <laughs> that's another... That's part of the reason that I... You know, I, I, I know I go on and on about how much I don't like these because I find them personally offensive. But... Really, there is some dumb, unrealistic stuff in all three of them. Yeah. And this one's this one's no different. 
this one's just the least bad. The protests at the church. Well, let's let's. It's much ado about nothing. Yeah, quite honestly. Yeah, let's let's get into the plot a little more. All um, right, because after after the church blows up and burns down, and well, not not completely burned yeah. down, but it it's burns. It's it's and, damaged beyond repair. Yeah, and then Pastor Jude dies. Then uh, Pastor Dave's left with the wreckage, and instead of rebuilding the can the the college wants them off the campus because they're controversial prone to violence yeah in and in, in real life any school administrator would welcome the publicity but again yeah they all think it's bad optics one yes. way or the other yeah they think that uh you know their student admissions are down and it's because of the church and we need to get rid of it so that's what they do, and they take him to court. Then they countersue. Um, Pastor yeah. Dave gets his brother. His brother, John Corbett, to come from Chicago to represent him. Yeah, and so... How convenient that he has yeah. a brother uh, who's a lawyer in, just in time for his legal troubles. Yeah. and Where 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 was this brother during the first movie where there was a, a court case? Oh, they didn't care. Yeah. They, they just showed up at the end to pray for Kevin Sorbo before he died. Yeah. So <laughs> that was their only uh, purpose in that movie. They were like MacGuffin. Yeah. So the, the deus ex machina. Yeah. yeah. Pastor Dave gave himself a bigger part as these movies went on. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Until finally he's the star. Yep. Not Sabrina the Teenage Witch and no. Satan from Reaper. And not I forgot he was in. And that. not Hercules and Superman as yeah. hardcore atheists. No, it's Pastor Dave, yeah. front and center. Um, but yeah, they, as the Lord intended. Yeah, they go back and forth with all the the legality of this or that, and they have to fight for the church and fight for what you believe in. Meanwhile, uh, there's like the kid who actually threw the brick through the window. He just did it out of frustration because his Christian girlfriend was gonna dump him because he wasn't sure if he believed in yeah. God or not. And then so, he's and then he's complaining to her. I don't know what to do. And I I literally said out loud to my TV, "You go to the police, you dink." So so he anonymously texts Pastor Dave, and Pastor Dave gets really angry. You killed my friend, and you know shoves As, him. And... Yeah, that's the one realistic thing. And then people are upset that he shoved a kid. Yeah, because he. Killed a guy. I did. <laughs> yeah. So then they, um, he gets arrested and is on trial for murder. Uh, things are. Yeah, he's going not on badly. trial though. He's in jail, but he he never goes to trial. Oh yeah, we never see that. No, do we? more on that later because that's the very end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very conveniently tied up in a bow. But yeah, yeah. Pastor Dave and his brother get in an argument and they fall out and after that and so the court case is going nowhere it looks like they're going to lose church and then yep. there's a big protest with and, and oh in the meantime pastor dave and uh ted mcginley have like a conversation yeah. uh, after after the kids in jail and there is not a reckoning but like the opposite of a reckoning they, they, they apologize to yeah. each other and then they both go to this protest together and talk everybody down and everybody lights candles Yes, and he says, "I, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. We're gonna move off campus. Yeah. We're gonna sell the church. We'll build a new church, and we need we to start ev- listening to each other. Yes, we need unity." And I was like, "No, no, no, no! <laughs> you do not get to insult me for two and two thirds movies, and then say we just need to listen to each other. Everything will be all right." No. <laughs> 
there was no apology. Uh, no, no apology for the the stereotypes and the two and two thirds movies where they said I was a villain. <laughs> no. Yes. Well, Pastor Dave drops the charges and the kids just let go. Yeah, which they're <laughs> again with the. Un- it's like I thought they were going to put him on trial for murder. Yeah, they with just let the, him go with the unrealism. You can't just drop charges. That's a manslaughter case. Yeah. If somebody, you commit vandalism and somebody dies, that's manslaughter. That's a state thing. Yeah. Pastor Dave, there's there are no charges for him to drop. That's that's not how the law works. Yeah. For for a movie <laughs> God's of, not dead three. For a series of movies about how Christianity is being quote air quote per, persecuted. Yeah. And uh, taken to court. They really don't know how this stuff works, especially no. the second one, which took place in court. Yeah, you know? do you do you know why they don't know how it works? Because it's BS. <laughs> yeah, that kid would do a minimum yeah. like two or three years in jail for, and, and that's what made me laugh in this movie was like the girl comes up and says to Pastor Dave. Uh, and says, oh, have they found who did this yet? He's like, no, they're still looking. She's like, what about fingerprints and stuff? Well, it doesn't always work like it does in the movies. I'm like, it doesn't work in this movie like it does in better movies. <laughs> I had already blocked that conversation oh, out by man. the time it got to the end. But you cannot hold your willing suspension of disbelief no, for any of these movies. And The this- people that... The people that like these movies, that these movies are for, just, I I hope they realize that these are not good movies, that they're being pandered to, kind of like how I felt during The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. You know? Here's Pops back. It's what you guys want, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's, That's a very good, because... I I am a fan of I am a fan of the Emperor. Not not because I'm evil, because this honest this is the best explanation I can give. Because because somehow that was twenty years ago. When the Phantom Menace came out, I thought it was so cool that they got the same guy from Return of the Jedi to play him as the same character, but younger. And I just started collecting Emperor stuff and it grew from there. Yeah. And then Rise of Skywalker happened, and all of a sudden he's alive again with no explanation, and he's the main bad guy of just the one movie to end the trilogy. Somehow Palpatine has returned. Yeah. That's the line yeah. we're given. Yeah. And, oh, you want to know where Snoke came from? He was cloned in a bottle. See, Palpatine there he is. did it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So it, I just. But you felt pandered to I felt in this pandered movie. To. And the. As well, because because Christianity is not being oppressed in the United States. If you want to watch a movie about Christianity being oppressed, watch Silence. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's it's streaming for free. I've seen it on I forget what platform it was. Pluto. If you go to the uh, really yeah, if you go to the not the live streaming but the other one, the on demand stuff on Pluto, Silence is there. Oh wow, okay, yeah. So check it out and then watch God's Not Dead 3 again and tell me how a campus where the church has brought vandalism, arson, manslaughter, and protests is oppressing them for asking them to leave. Yeah. Yeah. When he put it that way, it's like, okay, I I think they should 
scram. And, and so it's a happy ending for the campus because they did. Yeah. <laughs> he left. <laughs> he took his troubles elsewhere. You you want to know what else got my goat about this? Everybody's up in arms about the, the pastor shoving the kid. But the kid killed a guy, his yeah. friend. Yeah. I, you know, cut him some slack. You know, there's no. Yeah, well, it it's. Yeah, it's, it's a straw man they approach have to, to yeah. blowing Everything's, up a situation. Every every slight is a black eye. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so and you, that's how every single one of these movies has worked. You know, yeah, it's like and the and the, the guy's complaining to the other preacher that Christians are tired of rolling over and turning the other cheek. I'm like, what? But then the very next line, the guy is like, he doesn't say be please but he might yeah. as well have yes um he's like yeah. he tells him what's up you know i am i'm a black preacher i've had more than my share of bricks thrown through my windows buddy you want to talk to me yeah yeah the line <laughs> is was... i could build a church with all the bricks that have been thrown through my yeah. windows <laughs> which is a good line that was the that was the best part of the movie yes um, i well, that guy is like a real preacher so okay good that's um that's what I'll, made it. Yeah, I'll I'll give it this. Uh, for for a movie ostensibly about religion, it made, did make me go, oh Jesus Christ, a whole lot. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, you, you know what got my goat? What's that? The presence of NRA spokeswoman Dana Lash as a conservative talk show host. Like she's not. That's not her real job. She's not a host in real life. Oh really? She's she's an NRA stooge. And there's Pastor Dave. She's you know cozying up and yeah. getting sympathy from her, and oh God, she well, just she she repulses me because this is my personal belief that the NRA's message and Jesus's message are mutually exclusive. Yeah, there's no Venn diagram yeah. there. And and there she was in a Christian movie. Right, and this is the reason why. I think there will not be any more God's Not Dead movies because uh, this movie is very political, and and so so are all of them. But yeah, this one, it, you know, it gets into you know the college campus politics. The political landscape has shifted since this movie was made. What what year is this? Like twenty twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? Okay, yeah. Um, since twenty sixteen. We've seen this big push of evangelical Christianity backing up Trump. So th- this message... The least Christian person right. ever elected president. Right. And because he supports Israel and because he does not support abortion, evangelical Christians blindly throw... Yeah, no, it's because he ran as a Republican. Right. And, and, yeah, and, it's... Be- and it, because of those two issues, uh, they blindly throw all yeah, their support behind him. That's good enough. Yeah, it is. It it seriously is. And despite all the other atrocities that is being committed um, by this man, thinking about the border, thinking about this war he almost started, it's all good because he supports Israel. And yeah. he's getting conservative judges in there, and maybe they'll overturn Roe v. Wade in another 30, 40 years. Who knows? Um, but that's the, way, that's the way people are thinking. And the message at the end, because did you stay after the credits I fast forwarded through it but okay. yeah I wanted to, I wanted to see what that was Yeah there was a post credit stinger with the guy from the newsboys Yeah saying that we all need to get along and listen to one another and have unity and yeah, that's, that's all that's all well and good but, but that's help not, us out here guys 
that's not what evangelical Christianity yeah. <laughs> is about anymore. And yeah, I I do not count myself an evangelical Christian. <laughs> I I'm I follow Jesus Christ, but I'm not an evangelical. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're called to love our brothers and pray for our leaders, and uh, I do that. I pray that uh, someone would. I wish we had some g- leaders. Get, get, give give them some sense. So that's all we can do. Yeah. But, um, uh, oh, I also and, and, and also vote correctly yeah. <laughs> in a few months here. <laughs> it, uh, I it, did, it's January. We're already looking forward to uh, November. Yeah, not me. <laughs> oh uh, boy, that's gonna be brutal. Um, I did. I did write down. Uh, I kind of missed the love actually ask multiple plots. That, yeah, that seemed to be. Uh, they they focused more on a a straightforward narrative this time around. Yeah, it, and that's what I hated was like, oh, it, it's see how it's it all works together. God's plan is so wonderful. It, it's just as a storytelling device, it was just contrived. You know. It, they're trying to be like Oscar-winning movie Crash, and I didn't think that one was all that good. You know, no, it, Crash was Crash was not the best picture that year. I thought it was. That's my point. Oh, it shouldn't have won. <laughs> okay, yes, sort of like how, how Green was my valley. <laughs> it was not the best picture. <laughs> the year yeah. Citizen Kane came out. <laughs> I, I I get you. Shakespeare in love. <laughs> oh, Enough yep. said. The, uh, oh. For those of you who don't know, that is the movie Michael hates most in the universe. So no, not most, but I I resent it. I it it helps that it has no cultural. It's not really remembered anymore. Yeah, it went away. Yes, they, it did. Harvey Weinstein spent his dirty money, got it the win, and then it just disappeared. Good riddance. Yes, you can see a lot of things in hindsight. Wow. It's the avatar of Best Picture winners. <laughs> so, hey, what is your final judgment on God's Not Dead? God's Not Dead, but this film series is. <laughs> Amen. That's all I have to say about that. I agree. And and you know what's freeing about this moment is we never have to talk about it ever again. Yeah, we've been here before. Uh, <laughs> never say never. Uh, no more pure flicks. <laughs> never say never. But we're all caught up again. That's so yeah. we can we can bask in this moment. We're all caught up again. We don't have it right. hanging over ourselves. Uh well, shall we move on to TV corners? Absolutely. All right. All right, so shall we talk about the righteous gemstones? The righteous gemstones. Yeah. I'm going to let you go ahead because I want to know what you thought of this because I know what I thought of it. This one, I I had a hard time starting out with it because I thought it was uh, a little ponderous at the beginning in its humor because it was going for the lowest common denominator kind of hangover bridesmaids type of you know gross out kind of humor. And there's a surprising amount of nudity in this, and very little of it is female nudity. It's all, like, full frontal, big, fat guys that are unattractive kind of nudity throughout the show. 
I, I think in every episode. So, not um, not every episode, but yeah. there you go. Uh, so prepare yourselves. And like the humor, a lot of times falls flat because you could tell they were maybe just riffing and improvising some of the the barbs back and forth. Uh, the show is about a family of television evangelists. Yeah, they run a mega church. Are they yes. television evangelists? Uh, they they have it all. They okay. have the mega church. They have the television show. They have the jets. They got everything. It starts out there in China doing a twenty four hour baptism and um, in a huge pool. And the two brothers start bickering back and forth like they're twelve. And that's the thing is yeah it, it the the maturity level of these people is very small. Yeah. All right. I'm and, gonna I'm gonna stop you there. I'm not sure we even need to go into the plot because, yeah. first of all, I didn't think this was a comedy at all. I, I'm sure Danny McBride thinks it's funny, yeah. but it's it's not. You know, just showing a guy's junk, that's not inherently funny, but no. he seems to think it is. Second, this wasn't a show about preachers. This was a show about criminals. Right. Because Danny McBride's character is a criminal who happens to be in a family of preachers. Right. And it was it was not at all what it said on the tin. <laughs> yeah. The the stuff about the running the mega church was interesting to me. The stuff about the mom's brother, Walton Goggins, I wish there was more of that. But most of the show is about running over fools and uh Danny McBride's son trying to blackmail him. Right. That's that's that, what most of the show is about. Well, yeah, that and that I did is, not care about that. See, I found that was the part I found interesting was um why? It it, it pulled me in. Danny McBride when he, they come back from this baptism thing that's a disaster, uh he, he sees a message and he sees this video of while they're supposed to be at a prayer conference, they're having sex with a hooker and doing drugs and it's uh, a bunch of the guys who are in his circle who are leaders in the church who got this video where is it coming from they don't know they're being blackmailed they need all this money so then we we catch up with the blackmailers i think in the next episode there's a kid with who's like uh, a stuntman he's got some older people there one of them's really crazy and they're trying to get money because they know that they're rich because they're the televangelists and so their plan doesn't go quite right. You know, the Danny McBride and his brother and sister show up, and they start running them down in the parking lot. Yeah, and they sh- they show them getting run over. I yeah. almost stopped watching after that. Yeah, but Robert said keep watching, so I did, and it's, and then everybody lives. Yeah. So then the the young man who shows up at the door, he's like the son Gideon who turned his back on the family and went away but yeah. so he's gonna try and go forward with the plan to get money and it, it goes on a little too long um, there's a subplot with their father is still grieving over their dead mother who's played by john um, jennifer nettles of uh sugarland Yes, but then um, John Goodman plays the father. Yes, John Goodman plays the dad, and the brother, the mother's brothers, Walton Goggins, Walton Goggins, of yeah, Justified, and a bunch of other Danny McBride yeah. shows. Yeah, he was in uh, Hateful Eight too. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm watching that on Netflix. I'm about halfway through that one, <laughs> which is you know pretty good. Anyways, I think you're right. He was a very interesting character because he's like, he feels like he should have more 
in the family. Yeah. Um, he, he's I, a preacher, too, and he feels slighted. He's not getting a piece of the pie. Yeah. And I, I wanted more family drama and less crime drama. Yeah. And, and less, you know, yeah. look at this nudity. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't. Yeah. Just, so so finally. I don't think I laughed at, at anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It wasn't funny until, like, the last episode. Which I didn't get to see because my um prepaid yeah. HBO subscription ran out before <laughs> I finished. So. But, okay, spoilers. Yeah, go Here ahead. Um, go ahead. I was done anyway. The brother actually runs off with the money, all right? Uh, the crazy guy who was working with the son actually kind of gets the money. Uh, he crashes into Walter Goggins and his wife, and they find the money. They abscond with it. Then uh, Danny McBride sees all this going down. He he fesses up to everything to his wife and family, and she shoots him in the butt. Cassidy from yeah uh, Longmire, Longmire and Smallville. Yes, she shoots him in the butt <laughs> as he's running away because she does not forgive him for doing all this crazy yeah. stuff and losing all the money, lying and, and coking and whoring. And yeah, and that and that is what drove the son away. So she's mad about that too. So the family is trying to get the money back. They go up to the brother's cabin where he's hiding out, and he'd spent most of it already. And they're out in a field. It's raining, and he's pointing his finger like, this is my stuff. I claim this. And then he gets struck by lightning. So then... Um, Which I bet is supposed to be funny. Yeah. yeah. So then they bring him in, and he comes back to life, and all is forgiven. And... and this this is what I like about it was this is where the drama really came through is the forgiveness aspect started coming through like um, Gideon the son took off to dig ditches somewhere in South America and the the show ends with Danny McBride going down there starts digging ditches with him they don't he doesn't really say anything they just kind of look at each other they no no pleas or begs for mercy or forgiveness he's just like all right I'm doing this now. I'm going to be a part of your life. And I think that was forgiveness enough. So I like that. I like how it ended. It it did the whole forgiveness. Like this is, we're supposed to be about reconciliation and forgiveness. It did that a lot better than the movie we just watched, God Nods Dead 3. So, but the thing is, he had to get through a whole lot of profanity to get to that point. So was it worth it? I don't know. I don't, it's not even profanity that I minded it was it was entirely the, the the plot was not what I was led to believe it was and I did not yeah. care for it I didn't think it was funny I didn't think it was actually about it, it wasn't enough about the church and it was about right. and that's right not yeah it, and the humor you know, I, I don't I don't want to watch I don't want to watch Sopranos either because it's about criminals I think maybe that was the point was that yeah. the televangelists are just at heart no, criminals. I, I, I got it. <laughs> you know, it's and, just I didn't care. But I, I think I think at the end they were all starting to believe they were like, Oh, I guess these words do mean something that I'm saying. You mm-hmm. know, it's not just for raking in money. It actually helps your soul out a little bit. So yeah, I think that there's a slight redemption, not a complete redemption. A slight redemption. One of the thing, one of the mo- more interesting things was when um, the Gemstone family rolled into the the town. They um, took an old store at the mall and turned it into a prayer center. Like the other pastors in the city got together and said, "You can't do that." 
and he said, "Watch me." Yeah. <laughs> at, but at the end, the, like he goes to the, like the head pastor there and he says, "You know, I don't want to work against you. I want to work with you. I want you to run my prayer center." And they're shaking hands at the end. So there is that reconciliation going on there. Okay, good. I didn't get so, up to that point. The 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 last thing that I saw of that was he was still trying to screw that guy over. Yeah, they instead of doing that, he brought him on board. Okay. So you know, instead of trying it's, to railroad yeah, him and run him over, like it seemed yeah. like he was the most honorable of. Yeah. You know, not any of his kids were, but he was. Yeah, and they didn't make everything right by the end of the movie, but they were trying. Okay. You know, and that's that's all we could do as Christians. It it doesn't all get wrapped up in a nice little convenient bow like. God's not dead, light in the darkness. But there's a beginning of, okay, I could work towards earning your forgiveness. God will forgive us no matter what when we come back to him, but people are different. <laughs> with people, you have to do some work sometimes. It's knowing that God's with you and he's not condemning you gives you that avenue to say, okay, I did do something wrong. I'm going to make it up to you. So we need we need that grace from God to do that. And I think that was shown more in the show. If you can make it to that last episode, you could you could find it there where it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> yeah, all the that humor. It, it, what what got me was they were trying to build up this uh, the relationship between the three siblings, Danny McBride and who were the the two he had a brother and a sister. I uh, who Adam, by. Adam Devine was the brother, and the, the sister was uh, an actress I hadn't seen in anything, and I, it's been a couple of weeks since I've watched an episode, and I can't remember her name now. While you're looking that up, I'll continue my point, was that their, their dialogue was just the worst. You know, because, like, you don't like watching criminals. Uh, there were a bunch of PKs just being nasty and going after each other all the time, and by PK I mean like pastor's kid. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, I knew the yeah. acronym. <laughs> I, I had heard that before. Yeah, her name is Edie Patterson. Yeah, I, I had not seen her before. I am, I am not familiar. I guess she's in Knives Out, which I wanted to see. Oh yeah, I she see was in, too. she was in Between Two Ferns, the movie which I watched. She's in Troop Zero, which is now streaming on Amazon. I've seen a bunch of commercials for that. Oh, okay. Um, during the CW shows, they show. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she was in Vice Principals with Danny McBride. Okay, so she's one of his crew. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, I got to spend some time with some PKs, and they were, just behaved just exactly that way toward each other. And <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to be around them and it, I didn't want to be around this TV family either. No. It, it was just like just a little petty bickering and snarking back and forth and it's just like really really at, at first I didn't want to believe that's realistic and then I was like I was reminded, "Yep. Yep, that actually happens. People actually treat each other that way." <laughs> and it made me sad. Do you did you feel sad watching this and that's why he didn't want to get through it <laughs> no i i was i think it's fair to say i was mostly disgusted with it yeah. um my my favorite episode was the flashback one uh i thought they cast the kids really well yes um yeah and m emmett i'm not dead yet walsh was in that too yeah, yeah. that's right that's right so he and he was the best part he delivered like the moral of the story like right in the beginning yeah. it's like you have all this stuff and it's getting in the way 
yeah. of a preacher. All you need is you know four walls and a sermon. Just get back to that. I I liked the song that Walton Goggins and Jennifer Nettles did. That sounded like a real like that's the kind of Sunday school esque yeah. that you song that you would hear on one of those shows. Yeah, it was a little like um, Osmond twins. Too, yes, you know. Yes. <laughs> So, and they were, like, dancing and clogging, and, yeah, and they were putting all the emphasis on the show and, you know, clinging to the past rather than getting to the truth of the message and look towards the future. Um, that's what was sad about Walter Goggins' characters. He couldn't, actually, all these characters, they couldn't let go of the past, you know. Their their mother was, like, a, the unifying force, and when she passed, like, we don't see that. We only meet her in, um, in flashbacks. flashbacks, yeah. But they were to- in total disarray since then, so you know, that, which is sad. But um, you see how they were coming together, sort of at the end. If, if this comes back, I don't know if they do another season. If I'd be interested in watching it, I, I know. No. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Neither. So, what's your final judgment then on Righteous Gemstones? My final judgment is this: you know what's a good show on HBO? Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. That's that's all I've got to say. I've I've said my piece about yeah. Righteous Gemstones. I didn't like it. Yeah. It got good at the end, but you had to slog through a lot to get there. So that's that's my judgment. If you're willing to take that slog or if Danny McBride's humor appeals to you, because this was his baby, he was yep. like writer, director, producer, yeah. then have at it. Yeah. This is the show for you. Yeah. All right. Well, with with that being said, we don't know what we're doing next, uh, content-wise or format-wise. Yes, we are. We're going to leave it wide open. Yes. We're not going to make any promises or commitments. But the idea is to make the jump to YouTube yeah. in some way or another. We'll see if we can make that happen. Um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and I'm worried that anything the two of us do with our limited resources isn't going to live up to the picture that I have in my head, but nothing ventured, nothing gained, if I can use a cliche. Right. Yeah. Sorry. We need to grow, and this is a way to do it. So. it. Push our boundaries. Yeah, make some of that sweet, sweet YouTube ad revenue. <laughs> yeah, right. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the funniest joke I've heard all day. <laughs> uh, funnier than anything on the Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so... Until whenever that is. We thank you yeah. for being with us for nine years, right? It's been nine years since we started. Somehow 20, that was nine years ago. 2011, we started. Yeah. We started it was right after about, my daughter was born. Yeah, I started talking about um, Doctor Who. We did, a, we did a Doctor Who fake episode to start with. I, yeah. was, I was sick that day, but yeah. we did it anyway. Yeah, that was our test. And Wow, we're, maybe we'll do another one about Doctor Who. But in video format. Yeah. That's what we should do. That's the show. We redo our episodes in video. <laughs> we don't change the audio. We just lip sync. <laughs> That'll be hard to do. It'll look like one of my favorite Godzilla movies. <laughs> yes, it will. But the, the really uh, bad um, uh, international dubs. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Well, well, thank you, listeners, for being with us for all that time, and we hope that you'll make the leap with us to YouTube's. I know you guys all have it on your phones, so 
uh, catch us uh, on a different part of the interwebs. So until then, this is Robert saying keep the faith. Mike saying peace out. That's I didn't even make that up. That's from a video. That's from a Hulk video game. Oh, is it? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Super Nintendo. It's just called oh, The Incredible okay. Hulk. Uh, you know what game I liked was it was called The Incredible Hulk, and it came out before the movie. Yet, um, uh, who directed that? John Leterrier. That's the the one with um, the Edward Norton Edward one Norton is Louis Leterrier. They took like all the moves. From oh, the movie and from, put it in the in the last battle there with uh, from Ultimate Destruction. Yes. Yeah. 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 They did the like the the um the car fist thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's from Ultimate Destruction. Yeah. yeah they, they lifted the, that. The thunderclap. Yeah. Swinging. Well, the thunderclap is from the comics. Yeah. Well. Yeah. There there was a lot of stuff. That there. was a that was a great game. I wonder if I could hook my uh, PS2 up to uh, my. 4K TV <laughs> play some washed out looking Incredible Hulk Ultimate Destruction. That was a fun game. Yeah. And then the the video game for that movie uh had it it was kind of like a sequel sort of ish. Yeah, it was it was like the same They game borrowed again, they it? borrowed some of the same stuff from Ultimate Destruction. Yeah. But it was it was tied into the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ultimate Destruction was the best, though. The look of it, too, was pretty good. Yeah. All right. You can skip the Hulk game from the first movie. That one was was okay. (laughs) I don't even remember that. Yeah, I've got got that, too. Hulk. That was just called Hulk. Yeah. And it had uh, Eric Bana, and it was just okay.